everybody. Welcome to the Failed Rockstar Club podcast. Podcast what talks about music, mental health and fashion. Fashion. Um, I was worried then that you wouldn't have the zest. You feel a little bit under the weather, aren't you? I didn't think you'd have the zest in you to do the... Oh, uh, the enthusiastic well, radio, intro. Radio voice, isn't it? Mm, what a Profes- pro. Professionalism is. What a pro. Um, so, um, just could, before we start the ball rolling, can you mm. remind the good people, um, you know, the usual things, who we are, where we are, and how can you communicate with us in the world? Because I'm a pro, I'm going to take this uh, rhubarb and custard out of my mouth, because nothing worse when you listen to a podcast and Someone's you hear the sound of sucking. Yeah, or sniffing like me. <laughs> sniffing, sniffing, yeah. Try and keep that... And drinking, actually, that's another bad one. Eating. Doing a Breathing sl- heavily. <laughs> <Yeah>. Slurp <laughs> right next to the microphone for... Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be able to listen to that one. Yeah. Anyway, hello. I'm Jeremy Peter well, Dixon. Burping. No BA honours. That coughing mess next to me is Stephen Robert Hurdle. Some BA <clears> honours. <throat> We're here at the front of our shop. Best days vintage in the heart of colchester town center or if you're posh best days vintage best days vintage that's right <clears throat> oh and dexter's here as well dexter the boy dexter's here so if you hear any growling barking farting we can blame it on the dog mm. uh it's been a good week hasn't it been yes. half term yep busy 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 in the shop uh, but we'll get to that in news. Oh, yeah, shit. I need to get my bong thing. Get your bong thing going yeah. while I talk to you about what you should add to your latest playlist. Crap. Put this on your latest playlist. Take off the oasis. Replace it with some chasing status. Why you gotta say this? Trying to make your playlist a list. Oh. Booyah. So, Stephen, have you heard of a little known artist called Katie for Kings? <laughs> <laughs> Of course I have. Well, oh, blimey. No, Katie Four Kings has got a her own bag with a app for Katie Four Kings on it. Does uh, it? Yeah, and like a a branded bag? bag. Yeah. Hmm. My mum made it for her. Oh, that's cute. Well, anyway, she has a new song out. It's okay. called Spiders in My Room. And you should most definitely add it to your latest playlist. Okay. But genuinely, I know I always go on about her, and she now works for us, you probably know that. but So it's a little bit of... Uh, Nepotism. She's part of the Best Days family. But she, I genuinely, I've always believed in her as an artist. I think her songwriting is getting better and better. She's always been an amazing sing- singer. Yep. But her, her songs are getting better, which is which is great. So, yeah. Spiders in My Room. It's a double, I think it's a double A side with another song, which I don't know the name of. But go listen to it. Okay? Well done. And if you're interested, you can... We've got a business card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're really interested... Come into the shop, we'll give you a business card. It's got a little scannable thing on it. It's the future. Scan my code, business card. Yeah. I think it's time for the news. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Welcome to the 16 minutes past six news. Now, that was a big gong for some big news. What do you got? What's been go- what a go on? So this last this Saturday previously just gone, we had um, our monthly gig in the shop, Halloween special, mm-hmm. where we had uh, Mr. Joe Hive performing his first ever show. Your main man Sam Eagle, and we had Grace Calver playing. Yes, we did. 
Okay, good. You've got <laughs> all names present yeah, character. Yeah. Uh, it was really bloody good, wasn't it? It was marvellous, yeah. So it was all solo art- artists this week, so no bands, but that was also cool. And there was a lot of backing tracks going on. Yes, now you kind of a bit of a old school with that, don't you? You sort of... I've changed my tune, but yes, yeah. I would say I'm glad so. to hear that. I'd say that before this gig, I felt like it was sometimes possibly a bit of a cop-out, i.e. that you are performing to a back... It's almost karaoke style. Yeah. And I was a bit snobby with it. Yeah. But after... Upon further reflection... You've seen the error of your ways. Yeah. It's a legitimate artistic yeah. And I just thought, you know what? Who gives a fuck? Because it's their own songs. Why not yep. do it, perform it however you want? Yep. And it actually has lots of benefits to it in mm-hmm. a smaller venue, i.e. it's all pre-mixed. You can have the effects going as and when you need them. And you can have the stuff dropping in and out in different volumes as you need it. And so why wouldn't, why wouldn't you, if you're a solo artist, to kind of get the most out of it? I completely agree. And it didn't take it away from my enjoyment of the sh- any of the shows. Sam's a bit different because Sam is playing a lot of guitars as well and yeah. all these sample stuff going off. But the, um, Joe had like a kind of pre-mixed kind of backing tracks and he even said he was unsure about what to do with it. But he... I think it totally he works. He actually t- pulled it off. And yeah. most pop acts do. You know, I think bloody yeah. Kanye West had like Glastonbury yeah. basically doing the same thing. Yep. It's much more common now than mm. than it used to be. And it totally worked for him because it was quite an epic, big pop sound, mm. and so it just totally suited him. And he's, you know, he's quite a flamboyant performer, and that left him free to just, you know, do his thing. Do his thing. Yeah. And it was great. And what was great is that he was because he, he'd never done one before a show. He was unsure whether or not he'd be able to pull it off. And I think you could say he's definitely pulled it off in my my eyes. <laughs> pulled it off in Steve's eyes. Mm. That's on the record there. Not the QT. Yeah. But he was also, Joe was saying that he would like to have like, a, like two or three backing singers as well yep. to kind of go along with the performance. That'd be wicked. Yeah. If he did that as well, to have like an extra kind of dimension. Yeah. Well, I'd love to host him again mm. with his next. I'd like to see him in a bigger venue. Yeah. Because it was great sound. And, I, I, yep. and also thank you to AJ from at Black Cactus Studios for doing that for us because he gave up his time to come down and use a desk and made. And he totally, like the sound was was perfect for all three artists, I mm. thought. It was really good. And it was, they were all so diverse as well. Yeah. All this like backing track stuff going off, and he got the got the levels completely right. Yeah, totally. And um, the, it was cool because it was all fancy dress, so everyone got involved. We mm-hmm. had nearly sold out. I mean, we, we, we do 50 tickets, and 47 people came through the door. So I'll take that. Practically capacity. Yep. I had one but minor annoyance. Yeah, what was it? Drunk teenagers? Yep, no. <laughs> yes, to agree, but not because they were drunk, but because they kept coming in and out of the fucking shop. Yeah. And I was doing a door, because you have to keep the door closed for the gigs, and I was forever going, in, out. Oh, you in again. Come on in. Mm. Oh, you back out again. Back out, in and out, in and out. And maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe I was doing exactly the same thing. That, But there was a lot of in and out going on. And were they going out to smoke, or were they just there was, going out some, to some see? Were smoking, some were just going out, because it, it was like, you know, like, migrate, mm. mass migrations. Yeah. If one two, of the, or, two or three go out. If the coolest one goes out, everybody wants to go out Everyone's kind of going out, yeah. and then someone will come in again. They all kind of come in and follow each other. Sure. Mm. Okay, so, well, so we'll hope for improvement on I that. Did, I did. I mean, I it'll did be cold my rag at one point, and I did say, are you fucking in or out? <laughs> it'll be colder next time, so maybe they'll be less, yeah. less yeah. inclined to go outside. Yeah. But think? I'll take that all day long. That's the only thing that annoyed me. Yeah, and nobody puked on... You know, you're always a bit worried when, we, when we're hosting these things. It's, you know, it's a shop full of clothes. It's drunk teenagers. There's always that element of 
it could all descend into chaos at any mm. point. So I'm always a bit on edge. I can't ever really relax. It'd be nice on Saturday to go to a gig yeah. where we're not hosting. We can just yeah. go relax and enjoy the music, mm. the lovely music. Yes. So, so we're, uh, we're going, there's a big event in Coda and Three Words Monkeys in the Queen Street Brewhouse on Saturday. Oh, is it all in one? Yeah, it's, oh, like okay. a, it's like a joined-up thing. So pop along if you can. Anyway, uh, in other news, uh, we like in this section of the show we like to talk a little bit about mental health issues and this week because it seems relevant because of the the big conference that's going on uh in scotland and you know just because it's currently a massive deal in the news at the moment with the protesters and stuff uh you've probably heard of this phenomenon called climate change anxiety which is becoming a more and more common thing among specifically young people but all of us have got yep. it to a degree, I think. Well, yep. a lot of us have. A recent survey conducted by Bath University, and it's quite a, like a global survey, said that 60% of young people feel worried or extremely worried about the climate change situation. 45% said that it fear affects their daily lives, like the anxiety caused by climate change. 56% feel humanity is doomed. <laughs> So, yeah. so that's lovely. I kind of agree. That's a lovely statistic, isn't it? That's quite depressing, but I'm yeah. not far away from thinking yeah. a similar long... I don't want to be a doomonger, but I worry about human nature. Yeah. You can't really argue with it, can you? Mm. Uh, it's just... Humanity doomed is probably <laughs> a bit far-fetched, but well, humans being what they are... But you can see that's where your mind would... You, uh, the natural sort of progression of those thoughts. Yeah. You know, if people aren't doing... They, this whole study was talking about how they all feel let down by their governments. The governments aren't doing enough, and so that you just feel like you're not being listened to, like, like feeling despair. You know when you sometimes when you see the movie, the, the kind of disaster films, and like the kind of scientist is trying to pre-warn everyone, and no one listens. Yep. And there's a, certainly an element of that. And my worry is that it it's a it's a slow sneak. It's not like an yep. instant thing. It's a slow kind of death by a thousand cuts mm-hmm. climate change, and it's easy to kind of deny it when it's happening so over so many years. And it's easy to say, oh, in 50 years, this is going to happen. But it's easy to say, well, we might not. You know? yeah. But humans are just not cut out for anything until it's right on your doorstep at that moment. Yeah, we're reactive. Yeah. Not proactive. Yeah, because it's and too we scary. Need to be proactive. Pros- it's a too scary a prospect. And for us to comprehend. Yeah. yeah. Like said, right, imagine if all your phones went off and said there's a nuclear bomb heading your way or there's a tsunami coming. Would you believe it until it was too late? Yeah. Well, it's like the like COVID, really. When it was just a thing that was happening in China, everyone's yeah. like, yeah, well, yeah. But it is popular. Yeah, COVID is a really good example. Yeah. Microcosm version of this because, it's just, yeah, instantly you think, oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's suddenly it's on your doorstep yep. and it's like, suddenly someone fuck. you know's got it and, and suddenly it's, it's real. All systems go then. And yep. then, and it could be the same of this, but until something seriously happens, I don't know, it's hard. And like with COVID, we reacted too late, yeah. didn't shut the yep. borders quick yep. enough, didn't get There's too testing. many people denying it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And still are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still plenty of those twonks. I jumped into your room. Um, uh, no, it's fine. Well, I, I sort of made a little list of sort of ways, the best ways to sort of deal okay. with it. And when I, you know, when I look at them, there, I mean, there are more ways that you can help you, general mental health, really. But this this article was specifically about uh, climate change. But the I'm just going to go through some tips of what how you can help. Uh, 
your mental health in connection with climate change. Uh, right, for number one, this is just six, so don't worry. Strap yourself in. Focus on what you can control. This is a really important one. This, this is the kind of... Stoicism. This is the method that, yeah, that we tend to, tend to use. Climate change is obviously a hugely complex issue, and it's too much for any one person, company, or even government to solve on their own. Although that can sometimes feel disheartening, it's also a good reminder to focus on what is in your control rather than what isn't. This can be something small, like avoiding meat once a week or choosing to wear the clothes you already have instead of buying something new. If you're going to buy vintage clothes, I know a place you can get them. Uh, or it could be something bigger, like attending a march or setting up a green committee in your school, college or workplace. Whatever it is, try not to put too much pressure on yourself. And remember, you can't change everything, but you can make changes in your own way. You can't. and it's literally... So it's that whole thinking local, Yeah. no, thinking global, but acting local. You can't, it's literally just, you can only control what you can control. You yeah. can't fucking, you can't change the government policy per se, but you can say, I can't, what I can control is I'm going to demonstrate. Yeah. I can make my voice heard in yeah. a demonstration, or yeah, I can cut, stop eating meat, I or I can re- I can recycle, yeah. and I can yeah. just do as much as I can in my little patch of the world. This is what we always say: yeah. just focus on your little patch of the earth, make that a better place, and then hopefully there'll be enough people who think the same as you that can I mean, fix the bigger. You do, you still feel helpless, but there's only certain things you can do. Yeah, because you will drive yourself. You know, do I? I apply that on these days. And this, in, yeah, this is that's what I mean. This is just all parts of your life. Uh, number two, take time out from uh, watching the news, especially news about climate change. Because uh, if you spend your time scrolling news sites, following those accounts on social media, it will keep you informed, but it can weigh down on your mental health. If it feels like it's getting too much, take time out. The news and updates will all be there when you return, but stepping away for a few hours or even a few days will not change what's happening in the world. You don't need to be plugged into the news 24-7. You get that sensation like... like Whenever I do things like that, I always feel like I'm burying my head in the sand and ignoring the problem. So it doesn't that doesn't really but work for but me. But you're not you don't have to do it all the time. What it's no. saying is just take breaks. Take breaks. So that's, it's really Mental, healthy it's, to do that again with life. Reset. You need to let's say recreation is recreation. Yep, it's good. It's good. Number three, think about the positives. It's easy to get caught up in negative news and worrying statistics when it comes to climate change, but it helps to remember that there are lots of people working to solve this issue and there are positives out there. Remember that you're part of a community. Follow accounts that share updates from climate leaders making a difference in their communities. Try to keep up with websites like Happy Eco News, for example, uh, to keep up with the positives. I think that's that's a good one. Surrounding yourself with the actual good news because it is it is out there there are people who feel like you and who are who are doing positive things yeah doing stuff and that is making a difference animals that have been reintroduced into populations yeah trees being planted and you know there are plenty of people who are taking it seriously and doing stuff even if governments aren't Uh, number four take time for self care stepping away from the latest climate updates is also a good time to check in with yourself make sure there's space in your week to do things that you enjoy whether that's getting out in nature reading a book working on a hobby or watching tv whatever it is it's important to make space for you again that's a, just a general spoke about that last week yeah we did that's just a general rule for good uh... i had some self i self-cared myself last night yeah what technique did you use the bath. <laughs> oh the bath okay <clears throat> He masturbated in the bath, is what he means. <laughs> Just had some self-care. <laughs> okay. Uh, number five, remember you're not alone in this fight. 
Although it can sometimes feel this way, you're not alone in the fight against climate change. There are people all across the world working towards the same goals that you are. They're all feeling the same things as you. Try to connect with others in this space, whether that's by joining a local activist group in your area or a club in your school or college, or by connecting with others online. Reminding yourself that there are others who care about the planet as much as you can. Uh, That will help you to feel hopeful, supported and give you the encouragement to keep moving forward good just yeah surround yourself by the good guys basically and anyone who's negativity a negativity in your life, life you should be cut, cut, cut them out and last one talk to somebody about how you're feeling climate anxiety is and again this is just w- with any sort of anxiety that you're feeling it's a very real thing and it's not something you need to go through alone if these feelings of stress and anxiety are really getting to you and affecting your life in other ways it's important to talk to someone about it reach out to a friend or family member Consider getting in touch with a counsellor to help you work through these feelings. And obviously, if you live local to us, we have a counsellor that we highly recommend. So hopefully, that's something you're going through that helped. Yes. But they are, like I said, they're all very good general terms for yeah, it's, it's, positive it, mental health. That's also just positive mental health in general. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. I mean, we maybe next where we could talk about specific things like... Because I, I don't, I don't feel like I want to be giving my statistics after that. But no. Reading some of the kind of scariest stuff is. Yeah. Like, we but you can totally, you, you can totally understand <clears throat> why so many kids are feeling. Yeah. Anxious about it because you, it's that just feeling of desperation that you can't. No one's listening. That, that nothing's happening. Yeah. That it's all these getting t- worse before your eyes and it's yeah. Like, and you, doing like this morning, it. like you were talking about that Welsh village that is yeah. basically falling off a cliff because of. Yeah. it's eroding and they, they can't they're the first climate change refugees like they can't sell their houses because they're about well, to fall off a cliff the whole country that's only knocking yeah. the Maldives the Maldives yeah got to be underwater it's one of the most beautiful places in the entire world and yeah. in by 2050 they reckon 80% of it's going to be gone because yeah. it's like under sea level every day it's losing trees which on the beach which is like helping to kind of keep it so it's just losing stuff left right and centre and they're saying, look, it's first kind of mass migration event from a country because yeah. there's just nowhere else to go. They're not going to have to go somewhere. The people, that, the people of Mal- of the Maldives. It's really scary. And that's scary to think. And also, one of the hor- most saddest things I heard when he was talking to the prime minister, the president of the Maldives, he said his generation, he's like, you know, in the 1960s, were the first generation to see the coral reef for themselves because of the invention of snorkels and goggles. Yeah. It's also the first generation to see the death of the um, coral reef. So, as always, a mixed bag. <laughs> and that's just a scary thought, isn't it, as well? Yeah. <clears throat> so sad. But, yeah, I mean, this, is like people, this is like people like posh people as well. They holiday in the Maldives. Do you think this would be the sort of thing that might give them the kick up the arse to say, fucking hell, yeah. you know, I've been there on holiday, or like, yep. you know, I've seen it for myself. Yeah, I'd like to go there to again. To lose that. Yep. Yeah. To be able to do that, you not be able to kind of take your children to see that sort of thing eventually, if you ever can afford it. Yeah. Fucking hell, I'm getting there now. <laughs> right, should we move to something lighter? Yep. It's quiz time. You know, for a man who hosts a fucking music podcast, you know fuck all about music. If I can go. That's a hard juxtaposition to do, to go from... 
horrible countries yeah, being all wiped, anxious. wiped out yeah. to a quiz, but you know that's the failed rockstar club in a nutshell. Mm. Uh, Flipping randomly like a roller coaster, <laughs> yeah. or like an old carry bag in the wind. We'll break it up with a song. Uh, right, I think you'll like this one this week. I hope so because I've got a chance. Yeah, I had a poor it's week last week. Bond related. Oh no, okay. Bond songs. Okay. Ten Bond songs, you got to name the singer. Okay. Or band. Artiste. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> you think I'd know this one? I've listened to these. Well, yeah, albums exa- exactly. I, I feel. I think you'll do good. Right. So then the artiste. Yeah. I'll give you the song title, then the artiste. It's a quite a tough one to start with. <laughs> Number one All Time High. Uh, it's a woman. Yep, a woman. Um, Diana Ross. Oh, it's not Diana Ross. Uh, um, oh, Do you know that? That's, yeah, I know the song. that's from Ocker to Pussy. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, go on. It's Rita Coolidge. No, we're not going to. You want to go there? Okay. For Your Eyes Only. Uh, <laughs> Diana Ross. Oh, no. Sheena Easton. Just as a little clue, Diana Ross hasn't sung a bond. <laughs> <laughs> so stop guessing her. I know, see, you Which one said, do you think? Is it a male or a female song yet? Uh, she, yeah, yeah, Diana Ross. Not involved in any uh, okay. Bond films. From Russia with Love. Nat King Cole. Russia. <laughs> it's someone like that. It's like an old person. Matt Monroe. Yeah, an old person. Yeah. yeah okay. No, well, you're not doing you half of that. <laughs> you're not doing as well as I thought you would. Okay. Another way to die. Oh, I don't even know that one. No way to die. Uh, That's the song from Quantum of Solace. Oh, Jack White. Jack White, yes, and Alicia Keys. There we go. He's in the movie. I mean, I shouldn't have told you the film title. But there you go. That's one. We'll give you one point for that. You only live twice. You only live twice. Oh, I wanted to say. One life for yourself, one one for your dreams. Cliff Richards. Cliff Richard is incorrect. It's a woman for a, for a kickoff. Oh, it's Nancy Sinatra. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have got that. Okay, you know my name. Uh, the gruffly curly-haired guy. Yes. You know my name. Yep. What's his uh, name? Chris Cornell. Yes, Cornell. Stop there. Where's your cut-off point? Cornell. Uh, that's correct. Two points. Moonraker. It's not Diana Ross. Jones. <laughs> That's Thunderball. Oh. Shirley Bassey. Oh. Diana Ross. I knew someone would be singing it. Oh. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, Cheryl Crowed. There we go. Cheryl Crowed about her performance. Uh, is that three? That's three. That's three. Okay. No Time to Die. Oh, Billy Eyelash. Billy Eyelash. You've just seen the film. And lastly, that's four. It's five. Five year record. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that on five. I've okay. done four. <laughs> the Living Daylights. Aha. Aha! Aha! He's got five. five as a record. Fifty percent. That's actually first class. That is first class. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, that was a swig of that. <laughs> Thank you very much, baked potato. Right now, this is your chance to shine, audience. It's Rockbusters. It's Jesse Dixon's, Carl Pilton's Rockbusters. Now. I will give you a cryptic clue. This is your first time, and you will have to name the band or the artist. Last, last week's? Did you get last week's? Maybe. I can't oh, yeah, you I messaged tried. me to say I did a good. I did a good one. Go on. Try again. 
so one was uh, Jamie Lee might be playing at Square Leg, which of course was Curtis Mayfield. That's the one, wasn't it? That's yeah. what I said was good, yeah. I did yeah. get that. Yeah. Oh, you got it? No, I didn't. No, someone no, else got okay. it, didn't they? Yeah. Went, oh, yeah, 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 I should say the winner was Giles. You know Henry's mate Giles? Okay. Yeah, he got them right for it. And the other one was Talons, precisely 22.86 centimetres long, nine inch nails. Mm, very good. <laughs> They'll get to, get to above my pay grade. Uh, okay, well, there you go. See how you get on with these. Number one, a band or an artist? Or actually, this in this instance, a, a duo. Give you a little clue there. Yeah. The weather is lovely. Plus, you must split that cake with your sister. Okay. The weather is lovely. Oh. Plus, you must split that cake with your sister. <laughs> Number two. Stuff. Fire the laser gun at the first in line for the throne. Ooh. Fire the laser gun at the first in line for the throne. That's the British throne. Just going to put that in there. That's Rockbusters. Mm. Good luck with that. First one, as always, gets a oh, free drink. You got that? Oh, that was quick. Free drink in store. Good luck. It's the Hall of Fame. Stephen, over to you. So, it's your as go a, this week. As a, as a recap, we're in week four. Yep. So, clap your hands, say so, yeah. Yeah. Gene. Nada Surf. Nada Surf. Who is the fourth entry? So, this time I've gone for a, something different. This is mm-hmm. our first solo artiste. Oh, a man on his own. A man on the edge. <laughs> A man with glasses. Yeah. A man from the early 2000s onwards. <laughs> sure. A man who looks a bit like our friend Luke Bevans. That's true, he does. Mr. Tom Veck. Tom Veck. What a guy. Now, I was genuinely shocked through reading about this, through doing some researches yep. into... I couldn't believe it, like... How? <laughs> right, tell me. Because you've been going on about this. Yeah, okay, well, okay. What position? Then? I'll, I'll do a little quiz. What position do you think we have sound charted? Its highest chart position. Hello, my name is Bernard. Two thousand and one. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints, and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Old Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. Three? Worse. Lower. Lower. 60. Lower. 73. 73? Yeah. That was oh, his highest... I had to re-look at it because I couldn't believe it. I thought they'd made a mistake. 73. Second album. That's outrageous. Well, even lower, I'd have thought. 79. Yeah. Mental, isn't it? 
Any singles? I think even any singles. I think I had one that went to like thirty-five or something like that. I'm surprised, especially about the first time. I thought this is why I, hype. I, this is an exactly a good example of underrated. This is what I'm talking. This is what the Hall of Fame was invented for. Because what I had to, I literally had to relook at that because I could not believe I, I couldn't believe my eye. <laughs> you want good? You want good eye? Yeah. So yeah, well, that this exactly. He <clears throat> deserves so much better than that. Yeah. Well, that's why it's our job to sing his praises mm. so Mr Tom Vec, he wrote and recorded his debut album in his parents garage garage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. famously um, played it was called We Have Sound right? We Have Sound yeah. yeah famously he went on tour and was supported by Stephen Jesus band yeah. <laughs> yeah this is where we first kind of met him I guess yeah, well, we played with him twice. We There was, like, an event in the Marquee. Remember that? Like a music industry event. Yeah, it was like a music industry showcase type thing. Mm. And we played, like, a few... With a few other bands. Uh, New Roads were on that night, I remember. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, proper on the crest of a hype wave. Yeah. He also played at the same In The City as, as us, us. Yeah. in Manchester. It was, like, a, another music industry thing. Yeah, another hype bands thing. Yeah. And then we played... We were on a tour with him. We he, played a few nights on played tour. Played a few nights... In like when he was still touring his first record, mm. so we our paths crossed a few times, but I think we were we were into him before we'd met him. I think we I think through through the, the inner city, city yeah, because yeah. he had one track on the inner yeah. city thing. I think which we like. Mm. We got here and mm. we got given his demo CD yes, at the time, did, yeah. which is where we used to listen to it in Rocket. Yeah, which had a few tracks off the first album. Yes, but yeah, I really liked the idea, and he yeah he basically did the whole thing himself in his parents' garage. Um, it was finished in 2004, but he, he released it in 2005, mm-hmm. um, which sounds about right, looking back on our history. What were the... And he licensed it through Island Records to release it in the USA, I think. Mm, good knowledge. Top of my head. What were the big hits? Well, let's well, not say hit. Well, what were the singles the off that? But like, if you're recommending songs to uh, listen to? da 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 yeah, if I change my mind, if I change my mind, the biggest hit, I think, nothing but green lights, green light, nothing but green lights. That was the one they so should have probably written some names down. Yeah, what's the there is so much because they used to play that in the indie clubs that we used to go to. Yeah, Frog, they play that every time we went to Frog, and in well, cultishly wise, he was of the yeah, of like a mate, like super cool dude, yeah, hipster's choice for me, yeah. But that's why I can't believe that he didn't sell enough that, that many records. Yeah. But hey. I just going to show you, you can get all the amount of press, but it, you know, that you mm. want, but... And did a band with him, didn't he, at the time. And I seem to remember that he, well, his second album didn't come out for another six years. He went very quiet after that. And I think part of the thing is, I, don't, I wonder if he doesn't give a shit. Mm. Like, he's got other things to do with his life. He's not that bothered. Because I seem to remember that he, between the first and second album, he tried to write it with his bands. It didn't work, so he had to go back, back to the drawing board. I know he said it was really, really difficult to make the second, yeah. the second album. I think he, there was a lot of scrapped, yeah, scrapped Temps. ideas, yeah. which maybe is part of the problem for the second. He's just lost a bit of momentum. Yeah, by the second album, people had yeah, kind of forgotten about him. Forgotten we about kind him, of yeah. had their way. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, album. I just thought he just left the industry and wasn't doing anything. So that came out in 2011, and his third album came out in 2014. Yeah, which didn't, and he started losing his way with the um, the press. So, like, the enemy said, flashes of brilliance, but it misfires too often. I actually, if you force me to, I think I'd. You, bef- I really like the third album. Mm. Mm. I love the first album. I mean, I, I'm really big fan of all of them. To be fair, yeah. the, the most recent album hasn't really connected with me yet. But I keep putting keep putting it on. 
But the first and the third ones, I think, mm. very he, much worth listening to. He was in, he, in an interview. He said he was to start. He was inspired to kind of start writing by the Rapture, House of Jealous Lovers, because mm-hmm. he was back that kind of idea of the funk punk vibe, mm-hmm. and he spent ages trying to kind of play disco beats on his drums to kind of like get the room but that kind of like weird hybrid of like indie and dance that kind of like took off around that sort yeah, of time yeah that's a new rave thing the Claxtons mm. yep for example CSS mm. there were others mm. I can't remember them yeah also for example like he's obviously not that active on social media per se but then I saw funny enough on Twitter we started following him and he's posted something today mm. he's got quite a few followers on Facebook but on Instagram he's only got about 1500 followers outrageous weird isn't it but you know, I went on his website and it's basically a holding page. Right. It's got bits and pieces, links and stuff, but there's not a lot going on there. Yeah. It's like just loads of links to other things like how to email, how to contact him, booking and stuff. and But nothing, it's just a holding page. So I wonder if he's just with the imagery of like from his new stuff, but I, I just wonder whether or not he's not asked. I mean, it could be that he's just he's happy to do it at his own pace. I don't know if he's doing like graphic design stuff. He yeah. seems like that designer. sleeve note thing have yeah. you seen that he's he's very keen like to for people to download album art and yeah. stuff I know he's been a big advocate for that I think he is a graphic he's, yeah he studied gra- when he was doing his first album he was also studying graphic design yeah. so I assume he does his, all his own uh, album covers and stuff which are always really good and there was a lot, a lot of like hype looking back at it he said that a lot of people were saying to him how um, it was amazing that he could have an uncompromised album like that first one to be released on a major label looking back on it it's insane mm. he actually reminds me a lot of uh, Sam Eagle who played in here the yeah. other day they've clearly both listened to a lot of talking heads yeah uh, which is not a bad thing they're, they're one of those sort of influ- you know it's instant mm-hmm. call really talking heads if you sound a bit like talking heads I always think uh, but that funky sort of loose drumming kind of feel like repetitive bass lines and stuff yeah the bass, especially the bass lines like he's yeah. often when I saw him live a few times he's had like two bass players two bass players yeah a lot of funky slap yeah. stuff going on and like uh, the lyric, like the chorus wise it's always he like homes in on a phrase and it's sort of a repeated phrase it's quite spoken it's word not, he's got another one that's quite spoken word yeah. isn't he like, it's not the most melodic, melodic but they're very yeah it's very easy to sort of get the gist of them because he repeats like a key phrase in the yeah. song, but genuinely, he's one of these artists that just should should be much more well known. Yeah, hundred percent. Like this is why I think he's well, he's his first solo artist to join the Fall of yeah. Fame. Yeah, he's but... he's a well, he's well worth his place in there. Mm. So yeah, if you get the opportunity, which I bet I bet you've got Spotify. Everybody mm. does. Mm. So Google Tom Vec. Tom Vec, go and listen to uh, We Have Sound, his first album to start kick you off mm. and that should I mean sound wise he, he wasn't really it's very simple like there wasn't any great sort of development sound wise he sort of still sounds the f- I think the second the third sounded to me like they've been more produced than the first yeah, one but, yeah the first like one's the, 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 raw, the rawest definitely but influence wise yeah. it's all no, yeah, in the yeah. same ballpark yeah and he's got like maybe that second and third one they might lose the way occasionally with some of the album tracks but in my opinion, but mm-hmm. he's still got some absolute bangers on those yeah, albums, yeah. like the singly ones are fucking brilliant. Aroused off the second album is is a great song. And we saw him, didn't we? We saw him play um, the t- ten year anniversary. Yeah, if we have sound. Yeah. We have sound. Yeah. We had to see him in Brixton. Brixton. It wasn't Academy, was it? No, it was Brixton electric. electric. That was great. Yeah, but that was like probably what thousand people, five eight hundred people. Yeah, 
Huh? Yes, yeah, well, plen- clearly that first album for uh, our sort of generation, there were a lot of hipsters who, re- yeah. <laughs> who remember it and yeah. look, look back on it fondly. Mm. Uh, he does that thing. He does a sort of overpronounced thing where he sort of goes, "He are, I'm he If I change my mind, ah, and me and Matt when we went to that gig kept doing that thing to every word that he sang and annoying the people around us. So don't do that if you go and see him. But yeah, Tom Vec, welcome to the Fair Rock Club Hall of Fame. Well played. Oh, and of course, stick around for a. Oh, we did a, we did a cover we version, did a cover, a cover. Of his song "Nothing But Green Light." No, we didn't do that one. No, did we? We didn't. CC, so he set the fire in me. CC, CC, yeah. um, and we make make it clear that we have a policy where we we <laughs> practice it once and then we play it once. Mm. So, if it sounds raw, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Dexter. That's more of a bark than a raw. Yeah. Uh, if it sounds raw, that's not a detriment to his music. No. I don't want this cover to put you off listening to him. We want it to poke your interest, and you go and mm. do some research. Yeah. We like it's like, like a tribute versions of all the songs we do. So yeah. we, we have a policy we, we don't want to faff about too much. So we yeah, we're very busy men. We practice it once, we go over it once together, and then we play it the first time, and then that's how we do. Yeah, and if there are mistakes, which there are, yeah, so and be it. And it's hard to do so that be song. It. So enjoy the song at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So in the meantime, let's go to any audience questions, Steve. What, yes. what have we got? Um, where did I put it? Uh, which actually, this leads me on. Harvey had a question, and it said, "At the end of this podcast season, season three, mm-hmm. are you going to make a Hall of Fame playlist?" Well, I would say yes, we are. Mm-hmm. That would be very mm-hmm. easy to compile. Do you know what I think we should do? What? I've actually been thinking. We can also while. make one of the the songs that I recommend in the yeah at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We should do maybe a mix just to do the whole thing all together. Yeah, but I think we should do the song we covered from the band. Yes. Your favourite song off it, yep. and my favourite song off it. Oh, so each yeah. band, each, each Hall of Fame has three tracks. That's good. Okay, yeah. and then we to can pad it out because otherwise it's only going to be twenty songs long. Yeah, you need it long enough to uh, host a party too. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think yes, yeah, Gene so would really get a party going. Gene, yeah, what's it all? Yeah, you're not oh, with Ross Star, aren't no. you? Funny enough, uh, uh, the Nardo Surf. Oh one yeah, last we should week. mention that. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, when we do these covers, we put them on Instagram, we and Twitter, and we tag the artists concerned, mm. thinking, you know, these are artists that we deem unappreciated, so they'll be grateful for the mm. uh, exposure. Mm. We got our first little nibble. Yeah. The frontman of Nardis Surf, Matthew Cause, God bless you, mate. I assume you're a regular listener now. Uh, gave it. It was just a heart emoji, so he didn't write any words. But mm. I mean, that is an expression of love for the cover. He should have done. I'd have liked some words. Yeah. But you can't have it all. This is just a start. Yeah. We're disappointed with Martin Rossiter from Gene, Gene from the week before. Nothing. He's responded to somebody else's tweet about yeah. that same song. That same song. Yeah. Some brown noser. Yeah. Unbelievable, so, Jeff. He even said that's his favourite favourite Gene song off that album. <sighs> Nothing. Anyway, um, so um, another question was um, we actually had loads of questions this week. Yeah. So we have Well done, everybody. Ones. So this is Thank from you. Mel. Um, um, contributed to the podcast in yep. the past. She's asked, when you were young, did anyone shame you about your singing or dancing? And if so, what did you do? Well, I'll tell you what, my dancing, get, forget about it, no one would ever shame me about my dancing because it's fucking you're, super. You were <laughs> famous for your dance music. Yeah, big day. time, big time. Yeah. Somebody did once stop me in a club. This is a true story and I will always tell this story because it's the, possibly the greatest moment of my life. The girl, obviously, so I'm over the boom that a girl's talking to me. She stopped me and said, can I just tell you, you were a fantastic dancer. 
That's what she said, and it has always stayed with me. Because she left the, after that. She, she had nothing ever happened. No, nothing. You didn't need it. Didn't need to happen. She left me with the greatest compliment, <clears throat> and that is an example of just a, a little compliment making somebody's life. Yeah, you still think about it now. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right? every fucking day. The guy, the one that got away. Well, I can confirm you're a good dancer. No, I'm a good dancer. I got it sore in the hips. Mm. Sore in the hips. Uh, Singing-wise, yes. Go on. The very first time I performed in a band in public, I was on backing vocals. Yeah. For I think I've told this story before on one of the podcasts, but it's always always worth bringing back. Uh, backing vocals and a little bit of keyboard, but mostly just backing vocals and dancing I was meant to do. I was meant yeah. to be like Bez, but a singing Bez. And I got so pissed because I was so nervous, and I was f- somebody was filming it, and uh, it was fucking terrible. Just, mm. oh, it's the most cringe thing I've ever seen. The, the, to be fair, the dancing in that situation was bad. Was I was it? just pissed. I was like headbanging and then singing like harmonies, but just out of, yeah, basically singing re- bad harmonies out of tune. And uh. the singer from another local band, this was in rugby where I lived at the time, he called me a chicken in a basket style singer. Rough as that always stayed with me as well. Uh. The chicken in a basket so singer. Did it, did it inspire you to improve yourself? Oh, no, well, it just taught me not to get that pissed ever. Okay. Yeah, before the gig. Yeah. What about you? Um, I can think of a couple of times and cringing like hell thinking about it. So, number one, I thought it was a good idea to perform a dance routine to KLF 3AM Eternal. You know that bit in... Um, 3AM. Um, what is it? Killing me softly. Oh, in About a Boy. About a Boy. Yeah. Kind of like that. So on, yeah. the, on the school stage and the whole school like assembly um, was uh, watching. Yeah. And I oh, you had that moment. Solo. Oh, mate. Dance routine to KLF, KLF, Freedom oh, Eternal. Oh, mate. Cringe, mate. I don't know what I was thinking. On my own. There's a bit where I went onto my knees and stood up again. Like that. Did a spin. Awful. So, that, yeah, that stays that stayed with me, like the kind of embarrassment, yeah, cringe moment. Do you, do you, the how whole often, fucking how often do you think about Imagine it? Imagine that, watching you, that. Yeah. Not that much, actually, until... Thanks, Mel. Until <laughs> right now. Um, and it's another fair. time, um, we were doing, again, a school, assemb- uh, school assembly, and we were doing in our band, and we were just starting out, so we were doing, like, basically Oasis covers or something. And, Natural more. Um David Payne, lads, he bottle-jobbed it, so I said I'd sing. So I had to play the guitar and sing. Oh, so you stepped up, so yeah, it was like... It was fuck- obviously fucking awful. Like, And I was, like, really shitting my pants. And it was a nightmare, yeah. And the mm. teacher said something about how bad it was. The teacher said it? Yeah. So, oh, you know, Jesus. again, like, probably about 150 people looking at you. Oh, it's not the one. No, it's not the one. Mm-hmm. Surprised it didn't put me off music for life. But it didn't. He's still here and he knows 50% of all the Bond songs. Yeah. <laughs> you go. And then, um, so, and then from Sam, again, a friend of the podcast, um, if you were to make a documentary about something, what would it be? Now, I've given that some thought. Hmm. And I've I've always wanted to do it. I'd love to do a, kind of like a behind the scenes, a making of a small business, like a shop like ours, and what it's like to kind of like step up and run a small business from start to finish, and all the kind of weird people you meet, the crazy people you, you meet, the funny people you meet, the stories that happen, the situations you do, like the p- pressure you're under as well. Um, I think that would be good TV. Yeah, kind of like The Office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shop. But sexier. Yeah. But yeah, like kind of like building it together, putting it together, designing, talking about it, worrying, having arguments, yeah. um, having all, loving moments. All the characters that cross our paths. Yeah. And there's a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, when you live a life like this, you don't often get to talk. I mean, we talk about building a podcast, but we don't talk that much about the shop and like the kind of people that come into your world or 
No, not really. Especially like with something like that, what we do, like a little vintage, like independent vintage shop. I suppose because I know some of them listen to it, I don't want to sort of... Yeah. Net, you know, yeah, name. talk about people behind the back. No. Or on, I guess. on a massive podcast. Or on a, po- <laughs> on a fucking massive podcast. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I would, no, when I think about it, yeah. basically, and this is probably an obvious answer, but this, as far as I'm aware, there's only one documentary about Radiohead yeah. that exists, Meeting, Meeting People, people is, easy, is Easy, which is really fucking depressing. And yeah. I'd, I'd like to make a proper documentary Maybe we could about do that. another one now. Like from after that finished, kind of like how they yeah. changed. Yeah, or... they're not those people anymore. Yeah, because they sort of said that they got a bit stitched up. That's just was his sort of angle that yeah. he wanted to make it seem like they lead this miserable life. Yeah, he, you know, he could have taken them videos of them swimming in the lake and mm. all the cool stuff they get to do, yeah. but he chose not to. Yeah, I just you know they've got such a rich history of music and. I've never seen any sort of, or very rarely seen any sort of behind the scenes stuff with them. I guess because they don't really court. No. publicity they just like the music to speak for itself but I'd really want to see as a fan as mm. a super fan I'd want to see a really good Radiohead documentary I mean I, if I was making it it wouldn't be very good I studied film for about three weeks and my record was not great right. well there you I go I could do it for you I've got some top performing um, students media, in your media studies that's true there we go yeah. uh, we'll end in the way only we know how, with a certain feature we like to call. Oh, that lyrics sound weird when you read them out. That's right. Don't lyrics sound weird when you just read them out. Now this is a Michael Jackson classic. Oh. Now it's one I was sort of mumbling along to it. Uh, it's want to be starting something. Yep. Michael Jackson, you yep. know the song. Yep. You know, there's that line, and I thought he was singing uh, "You're a Vegetable." Yep. So I was singing that, and then there was a guy in here, Sam, who's a big Michael Jackson fan, obviously. Okay. And he said, yeah, he is singing that. He, sing, he is singing You're a Vegetable. And I thought, oh, what? Why? So perhaps... Maybe in a car crash. Well, I don't think it's, a, fucking it's about someone it? in a coma. Christ! So... Yeah. It's like, Ricky, was it there? You just ahead on a stick? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Just Michael. a head on a pillow. Head on a pillow. Anyway, so let's see if we can unravel what this song is about. I haven't done any research. I'm just going to read it out and see if you're good at analysing lyrics. I am. Okay. I said you want to be starting something. You've got to be starting something. I said you want to be starting something. You've got to be starting something. It's too high to get over. Yeah, yeah. You're too low to get under. Yeah, yeah. You're stuck in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And the pain is thunder. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunder? I took my... <laughs> the pain is thunder. It's thunder and light rain. I took my baby to the doctor with a fever. Oh. But nothing he found. He's not talking about his own child, is he? Let's <laughs> see. By the time this hit the street, they said she had a breakdown. Uh, do you get a fever for oh, that? Maybe, baby, maybe he's talking about his missus. He yeah, I, I imagine so. Yeah. Someone's always trying to stop my baby crying. Mm. Talking, squealing, <laughs> lying, saying, you just want to be starting something. He leaves the G's off a lot of these. Mm. Saying, starting something. That's right. He's well, dropping a lot well, of his well, G's. You can understand him. Yeah, yeah. Quite enough. <laughs> no. Look off your diction, Michael. Mm. Look off Elocu- the consonants. Elocution lessons. Yeah. Oh! Doing that all over oh! <laughs> Elocution lessons. Uh, Billy Jean is oh. always talking... 
Oh. When nobody else is talking. So now, Billie Jean seems to be a regular okay. character from well, that's his, baby. his songs. Yeah. Telling lies and rubbing shoulders. So they called her mouth a motor. Someone's always trying to start my baby crying, talking, squealing, spying, saying he just want to be starting something. What's the vegetable bit there? Here it goes. You're a vegetable. Brackets, you're a vegetable. You're a vegetable. Brackets, you're a vegetable. Still they hate you. Brackets, still they hate you. You're a vegetable. You're a vegetable. You're just a buffet. You're just a buffet. You're a vegetable. <laughs> You're a vegetable. They eat off you. Oh. They eat off you. You're a vegetable. If you can't feed your baby, then don't have a baby. And don't think maybe if you can't feed your baby. You'll Fuck always man. try <laughs> you'll be always trying to stop that child from crying. Hustling, stealing, lying, now baby slowly dying. And then he just repeats I said you want to be starting something but then he yeah then he says help me sing it mama see mama sa mama kusa mama see mama sa mama kusa (laughs) I don't know if that's (laughs) other language or if that is literally gibberish yeah he's just made that up not sure it feels like it's the rantings of a madman so somebody's had a baby and they can't afford to look after it and stop it from crying they shouldn't be a parent it seems to be the message but well, I don't know why they're a vegetable or a buffet. Oh, his bollocks is absolutely gibberish. <coughs> okay, well. No fucking idea why he got famous, this bloke. If you've got Do any you think idea. Michael Jackson would be as famous now if he, if he started his career, say, last year. Do you think he would have the yeah, same success? Yeah, song, his songs are that good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would. Yeah. I yeah. think those songs are kind of timeless. Maybe not this one. <laughs> Maybe not the vegetable oh, it's song. A, it's a good little no, one. It, it's, it's an upbeat one, isn't it? If it comes on in a... You have a little dance. Disco, I'd probably yeah, have a little boogie. Mm. I mean, I'm a fantastic dancer, <laughs> famously. I could do my KLF dance to it. Yeah, oh, that'd be something special. Yeah. You do that at Christmas, uh, the Christmas party. Uh, uh, KLF is going to rock you. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Okay, so... That, um, that's the podcast. Yeah, I've got my final oh, thought. Yeah. Just to finish off the podcast, yeah. I know what you think about this, Jez. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one final thing. One final thing. When a bad habit strikes, flip the script and do something about it. Introduce a good habit. Ooh. <laughs> Basically... Am I meant to be quiet after that? I feel like I should. Let that, little, let that, that sink just, in. Yeah, let that sink in. So effectively, what I'm trying to get at is that we've all like habits are easy to kind of get into mm-hmm. and bad habits for example you're finding you're kind of like being lazy or you're wasting time then maybe it's time to get up and go for a walk try to reset and start again and introduce something like a kind of a better habit into your daily routine or if you realise that you have said something that's mean or wrong maybe try and introduce a good habit by saying something kind at the end of end of mm-hmm. it all to try and that you can't change what you've done but what you can do is kind of try to change your habits into kind of saying better things or being kinder or being more graceful or grateful for things so for example like if you're feeling really negative on yourself maybe a way to stop the cycle is to kind of introduce a good habit by maybe writing in a gratitude diary what are you grateful for or what are you what are you the sort of person you are what have you done well what are you good at um, to try and kind of help to kind of change your negative mindsets into mm. yeah. and it's because it's, it, habits are easy to form so as I've written here in, in highlighted good habits can help to push out bad habits and habits are easy to form or get into so you can't change so well, you can change things. That's the point is, is that mm. by introducing good habits against your bad, if you're self-reflective enough to know you're into, you're forming bad habits and maybe find a way to kind of change that, make them into a positive. Yeah. Mm. 
to try and break that cycle. Mm. It's good advice. There you go. There you when go. a bad habit strikes, flip the script and do something about it. Introduce a good habit. That's a podcast. See you next week. Love you, bye! And don't forget to listen to the song at the end of this. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, four... The fire in me, see, see. It's like I learn how to breathe easily. Photograph for a fashion magazine. It's just you, your God, and me. I know it can't be easy for you. I know it can't be easy for you. You set the fire in me. You set the fire in me You set the fire in me See, see You set the fire in me Yeah It's like you're hungry You'd rather see Days all my heart can do is bleed. We should go down to the sea. It's just you, your God, and me. I know it can't be easy for you. I know it can't be easy for you. You set the fire in me. You set the fire in me. You set the fire in me, see, see. You set the fire in me, yeah. Good enough. <laughs>